This is Jordan Devlin, the import killer, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, this is The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, buzzing away in the Diamond Studio with my co-host, my fellow beekeeper, Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? So exhausted. I'm pretty exhausted, too. You You just got out of work. I was, I just bought weed. Both very exhausting things to do. Yeah. So... Um, B-Show, yeah. B-Show, we're here to talk and, uh, about... And B stands for bubbly. All right, let's just get that out of the way right now. Bubbly! Yeah, um, yeah it's going to happen. Sorry. I yeah. just It's my ADHD at that point. It's like when people blame all the bad things they do on their um, on their Zodiac sign. I'm okay. like, it's just ADHD. I have to say, like, bubbly! What does ADHD have to do with your Zodiac sign? Oh, it's just, you're comparing it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. you know how your people will be like, I'm a Capricorn, so that's yeah. why I'm selfish. Or... I'm, oh, yeah, no, I see that, like, stuff on, like, Instagram stories of just, like, oh, here's certain situations, and this is how uh, a Gemini would, would react. This is how a Cancer would react. Yeah. And that kind of bullshit. Horoscopes are dumb. I mean, sometimes. I mean, they're... people just want to just associate themselves with, I think, like, I think with an attitude thing. Like, oh, wait, that is so me. Oh, wait, yeah, no, I would totally do that when it's I just... think there's a lot that is real about it, but there's also a lot of BS about it. Yeah. You know, in Japan, um, there's... They don't necessarily do horoscopes, but they... Um, they dictate people's personalities based on their blood type. That's why there's a bunch of these, oh, okay. like in like old, in like Japanese games or like anime. Like they would they would go out of their way to show people their blood type. And I like growing up, I was like, why does that really matter? Like, is there going to be a plot point where someone has to donate blood to somebody and they need a match? But no. Uh, uh, do I sound weird or something? No, no, I'm just adjusting levels. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're having different. Like, is there co-hosts. something wrong with we're me? We're having different co-hosts on every day now, so mm. we have to, I, I feel like I have to designate slots for you guys now. Yeah. But uh, bubbly. That's, bubbly. That's something I mean, that happened in the, yeah. in the past couple days. Um, we got a lot to get into. Uh, we're going to talk about NXT, of course, because we always talk about NXT here on the B Show. It happened. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of post All Out, um, All Elite Wrestling All Out, including um, the update on Chris Jericho's uh, now found yep. uh, All Elite Wrestling World it Heavyweight It really Championship. is the story of the week, honestly. Uh, we got some other news to get into, so let's get right into it, guys. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CW4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay updated with City Wrestling Radio because uh, every time we post a new show, we post on Twitter and Facebook. you be the first to hear, the first to like, and the first to share. Guys, also go check us out on Teespring, our official merchandise store. With a real, really nice looking banner. I, I know. Add. It's it's very official. Um, it says the official store. Fits right in there. Not, um, not at all stretched out anymore. The icons are, you know what? I took what I had and I went with it. Yeah, no, it's... You know, and you made one, and thank you, Michael. Not I a appreciate, problem. We appreciate that here. Um, always, guys, lo- always look at the dimensions of your uh, of your uh, pictures. Anybody? Ratio. Screw that stuff. Uh, like I said, go buy a t shirt. Go buy a hoodie. Go buy a tank top. Uh, go buy one of those socks. Those really ridiculous socks. We still have the socks for sale. Uh, seriously, the only way to see our logo is once you put your feet together. And uh, guys, teespring.com slash stores slash. CWR four and five really do though it supports the supports the podcast it justifies why the hell we're doing this sort of goddamn thing and uh, and it also pays it looks our, good too what the the, the logo yeah the logo one Juan Ortiz of the dead uh, one of the dead Juan yeah. Ortiz he does a great job he does work with uh, Kenny Omega so Marty Scroll uh, City Wrestling Radio yeah we're right up there with those great names C- Marty Scroll Kenny Omega City, City Wrestling, Wrestling Radio exactly you never thought you'd be in a group like that did you. 
Oh no, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. He also made know. a shirt for Joey Janela too. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll get him on the show with some white claws. If we, if I put white claws in my room, I feel like he'll just show up. Yep. No, if you just put a trail of white claws leading to the staircase in yeah. the outside of your. You see it. Oh. It's like a. Whoa. It's like a. Who's that? It's like that Family Guy. That Family Guy skit where every time they have to. Never mind. Yeah. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. Ooh, piece of candy. Yep. Anyways, guys, let's get right into it. Um, Ollie Wrestling, Chris Jericho, um, the world heavyweight title, and the bubbly. We got all this to talk about. So it's really this it's, is the first news story that's taken up a whole week of City Wrestling Radio. It is quite a story. Um, you know, as it's you know, probably the most significant story of the year. So earlier far. in the week, as we all know, Chris Jericho went to a Longhorn Steakhouse uh, to grab some steak. Um, he was they were stopping off in where was it? in Tallahassee. So, yeah, no. So yeah, he was in Tallahassee. He. He went to yeah. He was at Tallahassee, and then he went to the limo. According to the police report, he had he had his limo driver drop him off at the, at the Longhorn Long- Steakhouse. But the, the li- he left the title in the limousine. The limo driver accidentally picked up somebody else's additional luggage, luggage. And so he he had to he or she had to go back to the airport and to put that back. So the title was in the car the entire time while he yeah. went to the airport or this driver went to the airport. Yeah. So it's still on Jericho that he never should he that thing should have been on him like <laughs> But isn't it so great? On his person throughout the entire thing. And so what happened is the air, so yeah, the limo driver got the uh, had the wrong luggage, so they that person had to go back to the airport, and then Chris Jericho had to contact the limo driver, saying, you "Stupid idiot, where's the title? You know, where's my belt?" Well, what I, I think what and then they what, tried to look for it. The it was second gone. The, li- the limo driver came back, he told Jericho the belt was gone. Oh yeah, yeah. So he, the limo just I was just listening to Wrestling Observer Live today. So Jer- the he went to go drop off the person's luggage, came back, and immediately told Jericho, "Hey, the yeah. championship is gone." Jericho's like, "What?" I feel like everybody who's listening to this probably knows the story. Also, they could, yeah. But, just, but then that's the recap of this. So what happened today or, or yesterday? Just a put a bow, complete bow into we told, this. We told everyone on the show story. that it was found yesterday. We knew it was found, but we got more update but, to this. But then also, like as soon as, the, but the, here was the thing: they found it. Tallahassee PD confirmed this, and then it was on a Facebook post, and then they deleted it for some reason. Here's my theory on no, this. no. Let's not let's not do no, theories yet. No, no. My theory is that AEW told them to take it down because they wanted to make a work out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's. That would, no, it's not. Well, the thing is, it's smart on AEW's part, fucking careless on Tallahassee PD's part to, you know, withhold information for a fucking wrestling angle well, and company. I mean, company. Call, call, well, they don't have to tell the world that, you know, do they have to tell the world if they found, like, your wallet? Do they have to tell the world? No, they don't. They, the fact that it's they a public post, story. I the mean, fact that they posted that picture of the guy holding the belt, I thought it was a little disrespectful. The guy holding the belt, kind of like Kyle O'Reilly, like that's not your property. It's not something about. I thought that. I thought that story. I mean, are you talking about the dude who, like, there was just pictures going around? That one picture of the going around of that guy, the with officer the belt? with the belt. Yes, he wasn't hold. I felt like he was just retreat. It was just mid mid motion. I thought that was just like a okay. kind of a candid. He wasn't. He wasn't like guitar strumming it like he's fucking Hulk Hogan or something. But uh, I thought that was just him recovering it, and like from a video screen cap or something. But the way they found it, and let's uh, hear about. I this. always thought, and then this was uh, so okay. Let's let's uh, say the belt was in the limo, title gone. 
Yeah. Where'd the title go? So uh, I'm just going to read this out of the TallahasseeDemocrat.com. All right, I like it. The, I like it. Find the, find the good fight in Tallahassee. Uh, Frank Price of Tallahassee happened to find the belt on Sunday, his 41st birthday, as he and his wife Katie drove home after a day scalloping with friends in Port Street, Joe Bay. It was presents of sorts he never asked for or wanted, one that would plunge him in the middle of pro wrestling world. And intri- world intrigue. I don't and even drama. want to be here right now. It's, God, it's pretty comical. Price said, "It's like the start of a great screenplay. The story could have gone in so many f- other funny directions. There are so many funny twists to it." As they pulled into town on Highway 20, Price spotted what appeared to be a velvet bag in the middle of a turn lane near Capitol Circle Southwest. Okay, in the middle of a road, hmm. the bag was scuffed up and contained something heavy. But the prices. But the prices didn't take a peek inside until they got home. When he finally opened the bag, he couldn't believe his eyes. That's I think, weird. I think he said something like, whoa, it's a huge wrestling belt. Check this thing out, Price said. I never would have guessed that if I had a lifetime of guesses. Unqu- uh, yeah. Unquote. So they found it in the side. This is uh, written by one Jeff Berlew, the Tallahassee Democrat. This was a story one hour ago. So that's weird, though, that he they find something, but they don't open it and they just grab it and leave. Like that's very odd to me. I mean, it's a bag. Like it, the thing is, if it's if you or if that, vel- no, if that bag, no, that velvet bag had if had it like been like like a body or something, you would know that it, there would be a body inside. But this is just like a tinny leather strap with metal on it. I mean, that's not a good description for something safe. But um, yeah, I don't know. And it, it, and, it seems odd to me. And we and we find out the, how much that belt is that belt is actually worth twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars. No, it's thirty thousand dollars, thirty grand. Oh, I was I heard twenty nine five hundred was the exact name. People have been rounding it up, but yeah. either way, I think what, what this this story is like. And like to a point where everybody's just questioning, like, is this a work? Is this fake? Is this real? Like, I think. This is the absolute perfect thing. They shot themselves into a work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, it is completely well within well within the believability. Like, I can believe Chris Jericho actually doing this as a person and especially as a character. As the Judas. Yes. And uh, I just think yeah. this brings, like, without even, without even bringing... Without even having their first uh, weekly show, right, they right. have this. This put a spotlight on this belt as this, like, like a mythical, fabled, historical piece of items that's like not like that's already just been like, yeah, that's just been like put on a pedestal. Like this is the belt that Jericho lost and then got back, and this is the belt for AEW. And I think it's just absolutely perfect for this company. And, I, and yeah, it brought. I'm sure it brought a lot of headaches within the company of like we just. 30,000 like we we pot we we it's possible that we just lost 30,000 we're on the hole for this you know like this early into yeah, the company yeah, yeah, yeah. but they I are just get, think, they are getting a second belt made I mean no it was they already they already had a belt they already they've been well, having a second the process, belt yeah okay no they've been they've been having a second belt okay. just just in case shit like this happened yeah. which hey you know let that be a lesson and apparently like you I'm surprised this this kind of thing doesn't happen that often where like, cause they're, cause there's WWE has a road belt and they have a television belt for like for their champions. You know, they have you know Kofi Kingston. He has the belt that he brings around the road for house shows or just you know presents himself as he's okay. on the road. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one with the television where it just looks good. So the television belt travels with the the war, company, the wardrobe department. I'm assuming, or, or just maybe yeah. a, their special keeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then the okay, so I'm sure then the the road belts for WWE are just. You know, but then exactly, replicas yeah. or things of that nature. Because it's, I know when they go to Europe, 
their belts are most of the time replica belts that they're using. Yeah. And um, and you could see it because a lot of times you'll see now they have the buckles and you can tell, but just by the reflections. Yeah. And so like, back on Jericho, the, like on the heels of this entire belt story, you also have Jericho just creating, just creating it just like capitalizing on just the meme that he has always become but especially this week and especially post all out you know the yeah the the, the, the they have in fucking pro wrestling tees they have the bubbly shirt on, the on most sale. apparently the most demanded shirt in pro wrestling tees uh, history like apparently. they, they like sold everybody just more said, in the the one day and then they have an every shirt that's yeah. what i've heard with brian alvarez i mean so that's I mean. just that's just and how many gifts and like fucking things have you seen? Or just like, video snippets, just you know, you know that entire. I did it fucking, all for the public. Yeah, but, you know the Limp Bizkit Nookie remixes with the public. And I think it's, this is like really now, in and of itself, like as a concept. Like I personally believe, like right now, it on Thursday, five nineteen, September fifth. Here's it's, no, no, no. You know, th- uh, like it's kind of it kind of ran its course. Yeah, but I wish they take this. This week to heart saying like what Jericho has done to make himself, you know, to prop himself as your top guy in the company. What I know, he's generating all this buzz and he's generating all this just generally entertaining shit without even having your weekly television shows yet. And uh, Sans writers. There's no writers writing any of this. Yeah. This is all him. Yeah. And no, and AEW, the the reports are out there that AEW has since made it, made it, you know, made it known that they are in fact not hiring any television writers. Um, That could be a detriment and that could be, we don't know. Proof is in the pudding. Television writers. Yeah. Television writers. I mean, they could still hire, you know, some other kind of writer. But not television, right? They're no, pretty much no one to like write television stories as WWE does. Their creative process is pretty much what John Moxley himself said on the podcast and the the Talk Is Jericho podcast, where yeah. it's that they have to like go along with it. And, but then yeah. they have bookers who decide, you know, who fights who and all that stuff. And I think it's really funny that Jericho, who literally got drunk, um, and because the report says he was drunk. Um, and lost the $30,000 piece of jewelry, took this situation, found it, and he made so much money. He probably made so much money off that T-shirt. He got so much attention on AEW that yeah. he's. they're probably praising him for losing and, that title right now. I wouldn't say – I wouldn't just go as far as to say it's praising. It's just more of a blessing that it, it, it's, it's, it's gotten the, to this point. It's one of those like you – It could have been way worse. Oh, definitely. It could have been way worse. And I think – Jericho probably would have been out a 20 grand deposit. He I brought, mean that's what they did in the old days when you're in the NWA where I you have would, to put down a deposit. I would say on a de- he put money on. on. He deposited money on it. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think in this day and age, I don't think you put down deposit like as a wrestler in 2019. I don't think that anybody's putting. Down. Why not though? I mean, because that's just they especially in all elite wrestling. I feel like that's just kind of a deal breaker for then some they, wrestlers then, signing. So in. all elite wrestling's gonna be like, okay, we're out thirty thousand now. Like that would. I mean, hey, they might thing. do this now. <laughs> they might yeah. do this after this shit. Uh, but then it got it got me thinking, like uh-oh. knowing what are we recording? Yeah, no, I'm. Oh, saying, I thought you, you said uh oh, and you were looking yeah, at the no, computer. You, you thinking is an uh-oh. it got got me really kind of thinking. And I think David Bixen Span kind of dropped like oh talk- Bixen Spawn. Yeah, Bixen Span. Bixen Spawn. Like, That's what he, I called him yesterday. He kind of brought this up. It's that Jericho, right? Like I know he's at the apex of his career in terms of being this top like heel of this company, but then. You kind of look at him and he you kind of just and then you hear that story of him like, oh, he was very drunk. I'm like, where do you th- when do you think we're probably going to draw a line with this kind of thing? Like uh, you think we I mean, physically look at Jericho sometimes and, and I just feel like this dude, 
I just hope that he's in like mentally he's in a pretty good spot. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I talk as Jericho. He seems like very cognizant. Yeah. And he seems very well uh, well up there, and he's just playing up a character, and maybe he's just getting older. But then. To be to be you know that what, careless about losing a thirty thousand dollar belt while you're when you're drunk in Tallahassee, I think drunk. I think I mean, drunk Jericho is no matter if he's working or not is, you know, yeah. it's the Judas. And those two videos he, made. and you know what's really funny? The first video he's in his hot tub saying, "I'm at my palatial with estate. a scarf still on and um, with pinwheel with cheap ass pinwheels in the background." You notice the next day in the next video when he had the the AEW World Heavyweight Championship that he was. Sunburn from head to toe. It's bald spot. Did he fucking fall asleep drunk in the sun in his hot tub? I mean, that's again, that feels like something he would have done. <laughs> I have no idea. And he was like, but and he was. Everyone's pointing out like, wow, nice, uh, nice glow to you, Jared. But then he, uh, he, but then he has like really great comedic timing. He like he got over the term like worldwide investigation with our private investigators in the top world with this grand Lars. Like he's. He's uh that dude isn't a showman. He's an entertainer. Send, I was gonna from send Gabriel to, to go try to find it. What would you have done? Would you have returned it? Would you have returned the all elite wrestling? Yeah, because I would it? because I would be like I would get a knock on my door by the police because that's not it's not my property. It's thirty thousand dollars. That's grand larceny. That's I would get arrested. I, I honestly just, think it was somebody um I think what happened is I think it was something someone stole it from the limo yeah. and then realized like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then realized, saw the news and was like Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Like this is grand larceny. This is a felony. Uh, they got a ten at the side of the road. Yeah, toss it by. I'm out. You know, I'm. What if the guy who found it, like, this is his story? And, like, what if he's in? And he just. But said, then he gained nothing from that except maybe a new, like, a, an article out of a felony. Yeah, got uh, got out of felony and is a subject of a Tallahassee. This is all legend. This is all speculation by us, you know. But still, you know, it's, 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 it's it is. But out. it's all said. It's all said and done. Um, the the belt is back. Um, I don't know how damaged it probably was. Well, it, it was in the velvet bag, so okay. it definitely survived scratches. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't seem like it's not know. the IC belt. I don't uh, know. IWGP IC no, intercontinental definitely not. belt. I don't know if any of the diamonds popped off or not, but you know, by mm. getting tossed, but. Who knows if it was even tossed? But like I said, it's. I think this just. I I think this uh, gains the value of the belt in general. Yeah. Like it just has this. It, it, it's this notch on this like history, which I hope. I hope this belt has many stories to come, and I do many more stories. I do to think come. it was funny. That, like the the first time I heard about this was like on Tuesday, and I'm like. Chris Jericho loses. I'm like, he, he had a who match. did he lose it to? Yeah, I was like, who did he lose it to? And then I was like, wait, this isn't real. And then like five minutes later, literally every ever thing on my Facebook is like a picture of Chris Jericho, yeah. a picture of Chris Jericho, a picture. I'm like, holy shit! It brought more eyeballs to the to the you know the company, the title, and Jericho. Definitely, and definitely. It's what do you call it? It's a it's a blessing in disguise. Yes, blessing in disguise. Deadly permission to blessing in disguise. In disguise. Uh, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk um, more about I all mean, wrestling. Yeah, um, they announced the main event for Full Gear. You want to say it? I think we talked about this yesterday. It was Moxley Omega, right? No, tonight. Well, yes, it is. It's one of the main events, but oh. one of the matches that was announced probably like twenty minutes before recording this show is for the AEW newly found AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Chris Jericho versus. Cody. Oh, Rhodes. Wait, he got his last eh. name back? No, I'm kidding. He's um, just, he still goes I, by just I, Cody, I think right? He, I think he can use his last name, but he still goes by Cody. You can't copyright Rhodes. I mean, you, he, do you copyright Cody Rhodes? He's not Rhodes. a Rhodes. 
he's not a Rhodes. The they, American Nightmare Cody. They own the name. WWE owned the name Cody Rhodes. That's why. Okay. Well, His last name is Reynolds. So Ezra that's Reynolds. you know it make booking wise it makes sense. It's not exact on paper. It's not exactly something I'm really thrilled about. Oh, I'm looking forward to this match. Of course you are. But I mean, Cody Rhodes is you know two years running my but, best wrestler in the world. But it makes sense considering Cody Rhodes. He's two and zero. Jericho's two and zero. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, that this probably main events the show. This this is going to main event. Yeah. The show. Cody's not going to win unless we'll, we'll see how they we'll see how they book their matches. Um, that would be quite the statement if Cody Rhodes wins this match, saying like, <laughs> "Listen, man, uh, we we got through we got through October second. Um, we did all right, but uh, you're not you're just not going to be our champion." I'm just not a big fan. That's of, not going to happen, by the way. I don't think so. I'm not a big fan of uh, putting the title on any of the the senior vice presidents, uh, Omega, Cody, or the Bucks. But I also don't think they should <laughs> just straight up lose. Like because, their first five matches. Yeah. No, I agree. Because, uh, yeah. But I just, it's one of those things, like, if I see Omega hold the title in my head, I'm just like, dude, you, you're part you're part of this company. Yeah. You're putting the title on yourself. Cody, if he does it, it's putting the title on himself. Same with the Bucks. It just, I, I'm just not exactly in, t- in tune with making Kenny Omega have this sort of lull. I think he is a, the type of performer who really should be, should have all the momentum behind him. Yeah. If anybody, I'd feel like I would, if I would swap the booking of Cody Rhodes with Kenny Omega, I would rather have Cody be the one with his back against the wall. Yeah. Rather than Omega because, and again, this is maybe this is part of a bigger picture, but I still think timing is is everything. And in who knows if Jericho's going to even have um, a stable? He has two team or two partners he has to pick by the first All Elite Wrestling television show, yeah. so he could have backup on that show. And who does uh, who does Cody MJF? Have? He, has he has MJF. He has MJF who is thinking on turning on him any second. Yeah. Pharaoh who. Scared who's of, still scared. Now. Who's still no? Actually, I saw. Um, I saw I, one of my still... friends um, met Pharaoh the next day. Yeah, and he was just petting him. He's like, "Oh, it's a good dog. It's good cute. boy. Such a good dog, man." I seven to five. Literally, the first thing I thought of when I saw Pharaoh in the entrance, where he's like, "Wait oh, a minute, no. no wait, Cody's. Oh, they no. better, they better get Pharaoh yeah. out." And hey, to AEW's credit, they took. They took that criticism to heart. They knew they made a mistake, and they fully acknowledged it. Tony Khan was like, "Hey guys, yeah, no, uh, we're. It was a bad move. It was a mistake. Yeah, that's a really bad Tony Khan. I'll work on it. Sounds pretty good to me. Okay, um, I'll uh, I'll just fritz my hair, like kill it with hairspray, and then put it to the right, my left side. I kind of yeah. look like Tony Khan, right? You could be. You can play Tony Khan for Halloween. <laughs> no. In a student feature film, you can be Tony Khan, and I could be Cody. I'd be the porn parody Tony Khan. I want to be okay. one of the performers. If you want to be the porn parody of Tony Khan. That's the thing. They wouldn't make Tony Khan like one of the performers. Eh, maybe. Who would play who in, a, in an AEW porn par- uh, parody? Uh, Kenny Omega would be played by... Do you okay. know? <laughs> I'm not going to show my ass on yeah. this one. <laughs> You're like, it's actually Bobby Newhart. No, actually, I don't think he should do this. I think he should play this. He like, doesn't have the have... bolts. I mean, his bolts is way too big to be Seth Rollins. But, oh, Jesus. Um... What'd you think of All Out? Like, just like, since we're all kind of on the come down on this sort of thing. A uh, couple days removed? Yeah. Couple days. Yeah. That could be a couple days. Couple, couple. Um, it was it was fine. I think some of the, pe- the matches. You were, yeah. Day of, of you matches, were kind of net more negative than I was. Some of the matches of that people, I think people were talking big of the Kenny Omega pack. That's his name now. We have to get used to it. It's pack. I mean, it's, until it, the next show. Uh, well, no, they told Meltzer. They said it's pack. Why? Why do they, why it's, does it, they have to be particular about that? I think because. Pac. Tupac. X-Pac. X-Pac. 
I don't know. Um, it's just subconsciously people who don't know the product might. Anyways, yeah. um, you know, it, it's that match wasn't so much fun to me. And apparently they were cut time or something. like so, that. So, yeah, according to talk is Jericho when he was uh, still looking for his belt. Um, he um, he pretty much had his um, his his backstage perspective on all out. And he pretty much said that uh, Pac, Pac and Omega were unhappy with their match um, af- afterwards, saying they had a lot of ideas, but then they were cut short on time. And I think this just attests to the fact that these guys probably never should have went on second. I think it was a big mistake. Well, in hindsight, twenty twenty. You know, they, knowing I, what they I had, they, I don't mind. think they had a lot of time to really work on a match. I mean, I. What, what do you mean? Like to actually work on a putting a match together, they I they probably they had somewhat last minute I mean, compared to Moxley. They had seven, they had ten days. Like they could have easily got. I mean, and they and apparently they did have a lot of a lot planned. But I think if I was excuse me, if I was both Pac and Omega, I would say you know this is we're still a young company. We're gonna have more matches. We're gonna you know uh, this is just so what we have. But what we have. We just have something to build upon. We don't have to make get the greatest matches right out of the gate. We can we can just start slowly building towards this just so thus that will make whatever great six star match we have feel more potent because everybody's going to be more familiar with the product. People are going to be more familiar with the performers. And as much as you want to come out swinging out of the gates as this super awesome, fantastic wrestling company. They probably shouldn't be beating themselves up over the fact that that didn't happen in this show. And, why, I, and I hope they do know. Why that. do I feel like Kenny Omega said those ex- that exact paragraph to himself in the mirror afterwards in the back? Like, it's okay. You will make it. You will have a six-star because, match. Because his, his company is on the precedent, uh, you know. Because I'm smart, Corey. And I, that's what he should be thinking. I'm just saying, man. Kenny Omega is a very thoughtful person. And Pac, uh, he's, <laughs> he's staring at his, he's, he's staring at the mirror. He's like, Ugh. I'm so pissed. Or he just has that dead stare every time the camera's on him and like on the takeover. <laughs> Remember those times when he was in the takeover? He just he just had a blank stare. He looked like Peter Av. He looked like the librarian oh, where, yeah. he, where he where the camera was on him and he just had that blank stare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't unsee that now. Let's see what other match can easily be. A, he kind of looks like Peter Avalon. You know what I thought about too. You what? know how the first round match uh, was for a bye in the first round of the tournament. That's pretty much the first round. <laughs> but then, no, it's not pretty much the first round it because, because no, because the best friends aren't eliminated. It's true. They're still in the tournament. It's pretty much a first round match. Um, but I es- mean, is Escalera, the Escalator of Death match. What? Escalera de la Muerte. Yes. Yeah, the Meltzer ratings came out. Um, um, it was cool. Escalera de la Muerte. I really liked that match. That got five points. I really liked the Joey Janela, Darby Allen, uh, Jimmy Havoc match. I, I, Not a lot of people did, though. I kind of want to... Uh, wait. Jose wasn't a big fan of the match. I thought it was really creative. I thought that was a really good... I thought the it dumb, was a hot match with a hot crowd. I thought they, there were some really dumb spots in that match, especially when they were jumping onto the... Like, were, the barrel was on top of Jimmy Havoc, who is, like, literally one-tenth the width of this barrel. Yeah. It's, like, holding and balancing on top of his... Like stomach, so Janelle can come off the top rope. I feel like this is it. becoming the po- all-out post-show that we wanted. Well, you know what? Yeah. If you want, that listen, was an immediate. That was an immediate reaction. If you want to listen to just, our high drunk and uh, I mean, full I'm, of meat. Well, was, at least my I was full of drunk, meat, but then I was. You you, yeah. you had a couple of uh, shock tops. Oh, that's true. No, tops. I had that gummy. 
Oh, he had a gummy. Oh, that's true. I really did feel that gummy. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't even remember yeah. getting home. No. Anyways, um, thank you. Thank you, uh, Morning all, Stars. I was going to say All Elite Wrestling. Oh, thank you, All Elite Wrestling. Thank and, you, Morning And the Morning Stars uh, for. The morning Stars. The morning you heard a little bit of a czar in the show, right? Did you? I don't know. I don't think. Oh, maybe in the background. He made a lot of noise. I'll say that. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the sound problem. Anyways, let's continue. Uh, he, he's like our mascot. It's. Yeah, no, I, 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 I wouldn't mind. Um, let's see. see. What else we got in the news? I think I got a bunch of news. There's a bunch of news, actually, today. <laughs> this I might as we well spent... be the new news show, honestly. Oh, shit. The return of the new news show. Nothing on Luchasaurus like I thought. Uh, uh, there. Do you have the writer's shakeup thing? Uh, I heard about this, but no. I have it on me right now. Oh, sounds good. Uh, this is from The Wrap. Uh, WWE is undergoing a major behind-the-scenes shakeup with Raw head writer Ed Kosky replacing Ryan Ward as SmackDown lead writer under executive director Eric Bischoff, an individual with knowledge of the plans, told The Rep. So Ed Kosky, this was a guy who has been a writer for WWE since 2001. And knowing... Like the churn, oh, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Monday Night Raw, and or just Probably in general around, with the company, yeah. and knowing how, knowing how much of a freaking what's that thing machine? Which, no, rotating door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in an airport, how they treat their riders. This guy was pretty much a lifer. Uh, Jonathan Backstrom. Beckstrom, the former lead writer of 205 Live, is back filling Koski's lofty Raw role under executive director. That might be fun. Paul Heyman. So that makes me really question the future of 205 Live. The changes have been in the works for a I've week. I've been saying it for months, man. Come on. Oh, you know, Corey called it. Give him a red balloon. Work I've just been calling it for yeah. two years now. The yeah, wow. The changes have been in the works for weeks and follow what the insider called a botched summer storyline involving a doppelganger for a bad guy, Eric Rowan. <laughs> they yeah. really, they, they got they, 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 they themselves but said wasn't, this was a wasn't, completely wasn't botched Ryan story Ward, the, that's his name, right? Ryan Ward? Yeah. Uh, wasn't he, he ran the, NXT. Yeah, I was going to say, he was the one that ran NXT in its like heyday when NXT was really good. Mm -hmm. So what's going on here? Was it? So they're just, it's a shakeup. Uh, like at the end of the day, it's still gonna be under going to be under Vince McMahon. Where's he going? Is he he's, just, he's heading to... Uh, he's going to Raw. Oh. No, no, no. Beckstrom is... Ward. Going. No, where's Ward going? Oh, he... Um, he's done, right? No, he, no, no. Ward, he's... It's said that he's taking a short-term leave of absence, actually. Uh, yeah. uh, You'll get your paperwork. Yeah. Um, actually, the story got kind of cut short. Yeah, keep going. Um, yeah, no. So it's, it's interesting to see what's going to happen because all the writers are getting moved around. This is happening, like... A couple days after All Out and, you know, right before we have SmackDown going to Fox next month on October 5th. You know what I mean? This is going to be a big week for wrestling. SmackDown goes to Fox. AEW premieres on Wednesday Night TV. Uh, NXT is going to two hours in a couple of weeks. So, you know, um, it's going to be back and forth. And, you know, we'll see. And, you know, with Oli Wrestling not using any writers, it's going to be crazy if they can pump out, you know, actual storylines that will make a cohesive sense yeah as opposed to wwe who's gonna have 30 writers and it makes not a lick of fucking sense at all so here's what's probably gonna happen to smackdown the wwe insider said the shuffle of executives is due to perceived lack of direction at smackdown which is four weeks ahead of its big move from usa network to fox's broadcast channel the billion dollar deal puts a lot of pressure on the smackdown creative team a rep for fox sports did not immediately respond to requests for comment on the new smackdown changes the smackdown moves also come amid growing questions about bischoff's leadership of the show the insider cited bischoff's decision to hire steve long a former sons of anarchy writer who was founded 
to sleep in the writer's room by longtime producer Michael P.S. Hayes on his first day on the road with WWE. Long is still with WWE. Bischoff declined to comment. Long's manager was unable to provide a comment from his client by the time of publication. Bischoff and his SmackDown creative team have also come under scrutiny for this summer's Eric Rowan doppelganger storyline in which an unknown attacker dropped heavy backstage scaffolding on top of Roman Reigns entering the company's number one star. According to WWE Insider, the storyline was botched so bad that explaining to anyone what it was supposed to be wouldn't make sense at it's all. probably one of the all-time botched storylines. Yeah, but then for for as botched it as it was, it was still pretty entertaining. I still in my opinion, the, I still don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh no! See, once you once you try to piece it together, what it, like I don't think of it as a as a long term thing. I am thinking of it as week a, by week. What week by week, or what the fuck are these guys gonna write themselves into this time? Like Daniel Bryan. One of the greatest of all time, making chicken salad out of chicken shit out of this thing. Him slapping Eric Rowan. And, oh, and um, just to answer your question, I don't think, I think he's still in on it. Who knows? With the whole Eric Rowan thing. So his plan was to take a fucking Iron Claw choke slam yeah. through a table? He's a wrestler. He can take the hits. Yeah, no, actually, I called that the, I was talking to Gabriel the other day. And yeah. I, was, I was sitting there saying, like, if Daniel does say I was in on it, he could look at the camera and says, I'm Daniel Bryan. I can take any move in all of wrestling. Yeah. So, like, I think he's still on it, and I think we're going to find out a clash of champions. Well, he's going to turn on. He's going to ca- He's going to cost Roman the match at Clash of Champions. Well, you know what? Who pushed the other side of the crates? We see Rowan on one side of the video. We see the other side of the crease. Yeah, fall. I don't really think that far Is there ahead. a lasso? Did he have a lasso involved? I don't really think that far ahead. Um, I'm the writer, Luke Harper's coming back. The writer of this, ra- um, the writer of this article is uh, Tony Maglio, by the way. Thank you, Fuck. Tony. I don't what? trust that guy, man. <laughs> you know what they say about Maglios, right? Uh, I don't have no idea. It's, it's not even the last name I can pronounce. Mm. But anyways, thank you, Mr. Maglio. Okay. Um, no, it's definitely... I don't know, man. Like this whole writer shakeup. We'll see what happens, you know. But it, they do need like uh, I don't know this this far in um, this uh, this soon since the Fox and the October second shows. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's definitely it definitely doesn't seem uh, long term. I mean, it seems kind. Of, it does seem long term, but then which is weird with the whole Bischoff and uh, Heyman thing. It's definitely gearing towards like Heyman kind of has a tighter ship than the SmackDown, yeah. Uh, show, yeah. Because let's, that's because uh, lightweight. That's kind of expected. Yeah. Let's continue with some more news, though, shall we? Uh, should we talk about the man Ric Flair? Talk about how he's threatening. He's threatening to go to war with WWE, baby. I don't know why I did a dust it. Listen, Rick, you can't yeah, do that. You can't do that, Rick. I'm yeah. talking to you. I'm telling you, brother, you can't go to war with them. Thanks, Dusty. They're going to take go after your daughter, Charlotte. Okay. They went after Cody. Apparently, Charlotte's really pissed off about this. Yeah, but apparently. Uh, so the other day, uh, Rick Flair came out in a video posted Thursday. Rick Flair told TMZ... That WWE's lawyer blew he and his lawyer off on two separate occasions, once in 2018 and once in 2019, about financial compensation for Becky Lynch's use of the term the man. It's a term he has been using since the year 1981. He claims the WWE lawyer initially said the term wasn't even close to what Rick had trademarked. Honestly, uh, if just, the trademark this, is to be the man, you got to beat the man. It's different. I know. I, I I I respect that he. I respect that he thinks he's owed whatever he he claims hey, and all that what? other stuff. But I just think this just comes off as kind of desperate for, you know, on Rick's part. Like, I, yeah, there is similarities to it, but I just feel like this is just like, hey, uh, WWE needs to pay me. 
You know what? Well, it's funny money. because I think for a long time Charlotte she wasn't using the the term the man, but she. You kind mean of, Becky? No, I'm talking about Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte used a lot of things that her dad did do, though. She still does that terrible woo. You know, and she does. Remember, she used to do the arm slap thing like her dad did when she'd come down yeah. the ring with him. So then that She's was kind of stopped doing that. That though. was fine. And he didn't need financial compensation for that, but it's all of a sudden, since Becky Lynch, somebody else who's not his daughter, was using it. All of a sudden, hey, I don't want that person, or I want to be paid now for it. Yeah, it just seems like, like and you it, said, it seems, and it's also just kind of not a big. I mean, it's it's TMZ, and it's just him talking into a camera. We'll see how much, how far this actually really does go. Um, Rick also went on to say that he had uh, he had re- he wanted to work out a private deal. With WWE, a private agreement, just give but him more money. He just wants more money. But uh, this, in my opinion, but he even reached out to COO and longtime friend Paul Triple H Levesque, but they could not come to an agreement. He said, "I'm sorry, Rick. I know we were in evolution together, but I can't give you the money. I'm sorry. Where's Batista? This is great. This is all great. It's all great. This is the bubbly. Uh, so I can't wait till we have an hour long show of just me and my impersonations. I'm sure we have one. Yeah, and I I will be nowhere near that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, let's continue. Uh, WWE NXT, you heard of it. We'll probably You'll probably hear more about it later on the show. Yeah. But they have announced on their on uh, their Twitter account. Two new signings, right? Not yet. Oh. Uh, this is not the story I'm referring to. On September 18th and 25th, the first hour of the hashtag WWE NXT will air live on USA Network, and the second hour will stream live on the WWE Network. And this so is just for the first couple weeks, this. right? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to see you're going to see NXT and you're going to see the NXT Warzone at uh on the WWE network. It's a this is a baffling this is a baffling development, but then it kind of but you kind of understand because Is there a dog show on? No, it's close. The suits finales are airing that time period actually. Series finales? Suits. The series finale. Yeah, the series finales. The final two episodes. We don't have to worry about this again. Thank God. Yeah, and so they got that and apparently it's a really, it's one of their most popular shows like right next to WWE. Well, it's not Burn Notice, but you know. It's not Mr. Robot. Um, But that's, I guess that's just kind of a a testament of how rushed this kind of uh, was. This deal was. This deal kind of was. They didn't really think that far ahead, and yeah. So this will be fun. We get to watch one hour and then turn it off and then turn it back on. Hopefully it'll be something like um, somebody will be wrestling and in the middle of a match, Pyro will go off, and then we have to cut over to a different channel. Yeah. There. Uh, so, yeah, on the as we stay on the subject of WWE NXT, mm-hmm. uh, they have announced two new... Performance Center signees. Who we got? Who we got? Okay, second generation luchador Jorge Bole, Boje. Better known to ring fans by the aliases El Hijo del Fantasma and King Cuerno has arrived at the WWE Performance Center. Okay, nice. WWE is signing more luchadors, and that's as long as they don't use them like Lucha House Party. I'm fine with it. Yeah, actually, this is just a this is just one guy. Actually, (laughs) oh, Oh, I'm looking at two guys right here. Okay, um, I'll just keep on reading on this one. Maybe he cut his hair in one picture. I'll just continue this. Uh, The 198 pounder from Mexico City boasts two decades of in-ring experience, a veteran of Mexico CMLL and AAA promotions. Bali has held singles and trios titles during his career, and he won AAA's Antonio Peña Cup in 2017. The son of legendary luchador El Fantasma, Bali is proficient in classic lucha libre techniques, combining speed and aerial maneuvers, including 
arguably sports entertainment's most daring tope suicida. Tope suicida. Oh, I'm having a. Oh no. Death. Arnello's dead. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. I think he would get depressed just by hearing. Shut up. That 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 you shouldn't joke about. Anyways, no. What I was referring to, saying there's a picture of two people looking at, is WWE also announced the signing of Edgar Lopez, a six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound former football player. The article mentioned that WWE talent scouts discovered Lopez during a tryout last year in Santiago, Chile. Man, they are really signing a lot of uh, Mexican talent. Like they're really kind of making strides. I see. I can see Roosh making a play. Roosh. To, making a play into WWE or you know ROH can Dr. give Doctor Wagner, Junior. Not the old Doctor Wagner. Uh, no, that is Doctor Wagner. Doctor Wagner Junior. I mean, he's. You mean the unmasked one? Yes. He, I like I, him. He's like a. I a, mean, he's on. He's on. He's, he's in his quote unquote retirement tour. Ugh. So he's. Well, I'd do like a sting thing. He'll come in and have a match with Triple H and WrestleMania and lose job out to Triple H. And it'll be fine. I'd be kind of into it, honestly. <laughs> um, um, also, let's continue with uh, more. They say uh, Dave says WWE is experimenting doing non scripted promos. Oh, the, well, that, that was this past Monday. They were doing a bunch of non-scripted stuff. I think a lot of things like... Yeah, Bailey you Banks did, you tell with AJ. Mysterios. What about AJ Styles? He seemed a little off-script yeah. at times. Uh, Shut your teeth up before I knock your teeth down your throat, Michael. Michael. Um, also, Dave gave Walter and Tyler Bate five and one-fourth stars. Honestly... Throughout the, I think this weekend, I think Walter and Tyler Bate had the best match of the entire weekend. I think, I think that I match think. is incredible. I still have yet to watch it, but it's great. I, it, uh, it, it, you should 40, watch it's it. It's forty-five minutes long, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. It, it uses it uses it very well. Can I just watch the last five minutes? No, okay. you really shouldn't. Okay, um, and one more. Uh, uh, so much news today. One more piece of news right now: a North American title match set for NXT on the USA Network debut. We're gonna have uh, the Velveteen Dream defending his title against Roderick Strong. Yeah, Ella. I might as well just regurgitate what Dave just wrote here because like all wrestling podcast does with their new segments. They are gearing things up for October. A few things are notable. One is that even though NXT will be on television, the idea of bringing up guys from NXT to the main roster being Raw and SmackDown will continue as opposed to NXT being its own third major league brand. That's kind of interesting. Uh, there are plans for people to be called up. As noted earlier, there are plans for the announcing teams to be separated at least at this point, which would mean no more graves on both shows. He'll end up on one or the other. There will be changes on the roster not a ton but some but with the idea of another draft special for october ratings mostly to try and keep the expected first week momentum with that the first smackdown show is expected to get bringing in all the stars from the past as well as lesnar and all the raw stars being on smackdown Didn't first they just week. do that on raw yeah the raw reunion thing yeah i mean whatever it doesn't matter people don't remember that anymore oh god never underestimate the consciousness of wrestling fans dude meaning it's no, that's very a, short. I realized this when I was a kid, and I, when I heard they were like, "This is the first time The Rock and Stone Cold have tagged as a tag team." I'm like, "No, it's not." Jr., you're lying. You're either one one or one hundred, zero or one hundred when it comes to trying to have your wrestling knowledge. There's no in between, Corey. Come on. What I said? No, it's not. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no, you're either one hundred percent um actually or zero percent saying oh, whatever. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I was like, I can count three other times this has yeah. happened, JR. Renee Young is hosting an FS1 weekly version yeah, of the UFC Tonight, except it being WWE, and uh, hey, good That might her. be a good show. Fox is very high on her, which could lead to her being exclusive with that brand. Second part is still up in the air. And uh, one more match announced for uh, 
uh, Destruction in was that Beipu? Beipu, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sure, why not? Beipu, Beipu. I don't know. Uh, we're gonna have the IWGP Tag Team Champions being defended against Ishii and Yoshihashi. Wow, that's an incredible tag. That seems like I'm a Vince, shaking. That's a Vince tag team if I've ever seen one right there. Just two random singles competitors being added in a tag team match. And I think that's about it for news, right? Or do you as much as we can handle. We're, this show is getting long. Okay, so uh, let's uh, before we get into NXT, you know. Oh, and uh, Sonata Okada. They this was lightweight just announced at Royal Quest, and it was also in the. It's going to happen at the what's it King of Pro Wrestling? Yeah, so that's going to be fun. That doesn't happen until I think the end of the month, right? Okay, uh, we had the Road to Destruction shows the past couple nights. I love that. Like that is much as that is as much as we'll, we're willing to talk about for that match. Considering you know not to not to go too behind the scenes, that that's actually one of the images in our thumbnail. <laughs> so yeah, Okada and Sonata will be <laughs> wrestling. Oh, okay, listen, if we want to talk about that a little bit more, I think. On paper, it's just like these guys have uh, they've they've had a really great G one climax match, but then we both know how this ends. Yeah, it's just it's fodder for Okada. Yeah, considering the fact that it's just Okada getting his win back, considering Sonato beat him. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, there was a couple shows last night for New Japan Pro Wrestling at Kurakin Hall. Um, we had the Young Lions. Don't laugh at me in my pronunciation. I'm not laughing at all. Anyways, um, we had a couple matches. Um, you know, I'm just gonna go through the Young Lions Cup because. Uh, what, what else because, happened on the rest of the shows? There's uh, nothing really like Carl Fredericks. Just- he'd had we just watched him facing Ren Narita. We had to turn it off just to record this. So but. um September fourth, uh we had the first match. The Yuta Tsushi uh went against Alex Coughlin. Alex Coughlin got the win with a Boston Crab, so he's up two points in the Young Lions tournament. And then the second match of the night was uh Clark Connors um getting also a uh oh sorry, yeah. Also with a Boston Crab win. Huh. So I think the first match, what it was, is when I was watching, the first match was a single leg Boston Crab, and the second match was an actual Boston Crab. So are you you saying that, you know, when they had crab for dinner at the LA Dojo or Shibata was just like, crab, crab. Oh, so he was just yelling to put him in a crab. Yeah, but then he actually just wanted crab. Oh, and they were like, we keep doing it, Shibata. What else do you want? He's like, crab. And then this happened every day. And so they have mastered the art of the Boston Crab. And they're winning the Lions Cup doing so. So Clark Connors and Alex Coughlin both up two points in the... And there's only two matches a show, it looks like. Because it's not many young Lions. Yeah. Uh, and who, also, won, who won the Fredericks-Renerita match? I'm considering about, the fact that we I'm were about watching to pull it, it, I, well, it I, was, I was re-watching it, actually. Okay. Um, you know, this is... Uh, let's see. Pull it up. Uh, the first match was Yuya Yamura going um, losing to Michael Richards. Never heard of this guy before. This is the first time I've seen him. He's a bald guy. He kind of looks like uh, Carl Anderson if he had a weird-looking cousin. Uh, he's up two points in the tournament. And Carl Fredericks takes the loss to Ren Narita. Oh. So Carl Frederick is down. The one person that I actually wanted to win out of that. And uh, Ren Narita is up two points in the competition. And then, you know, there was a bunch of uh, tag matches and shit. Uh, but Dookie's back. That's fun. <laughs> yep. Why Dookie's back? Yeah, Dookie. He, he's part of what? L.I.J.? No, L- not L.I.J. Um, Suzuki Goon, right? Sure. Right, come on. You don't know what, what faction Dookie's in? Um, so we do have a couple more shows happening in the next couple nights um, with the Road to Destruction um, happening. And I think Blue Justice is tonight, isn't it? Or the, tomorrow night? 
it's one of the shows. I think, I think it's tomorrow. I think it's yeah. It's either tonight or tomorrow. So with September sixth, we're gonna see. Let's pull up this match card: Alex Coughlin versus Michael Richards, uh, Clark Connors versus Carl Fredericks, and that'll be the matches for the Young Lions Cup. Let's see any any other matches that look forward to on that show. I nope, mean, no, wrestling's really. done after that. We're done pretty much. Um, did you see those new Evil fans? They're pretty devilish. If you ask me. <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna say evil. Um, no, they like have a little light on it and they project mm-hmm. an image on the. And everyone just holds yeah. it and prays for the sake of Damn. evil. Walter, man, I was right after we were watching NXT. I went straight. I went back and watched uh, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era. That the one that I called tag team match of the year. Yeah, that match is that match is fucking good. What and it's it's. Tyler Bate, and they they really got to put a hold on him. Did you watch the CM Punk interview? Uh, I've listened to podcasts talking about it. It's really good. Post wrestling, he's really chill. He seems really he, down he had, to earth. Yeah, and he seems like he's got a good grasp on yeah, life. Yeah, he seems. Yeah, he seems like he's somebody who hasn't dealt with WWE for the past five years. Uh, my, I mean, no, I mean he had to deal with that lawsuit, but yes. My favorite was the uh, my favorite part of the interview was his story about Tony. Um, Atlas. Tony yep. Yep, yep, he yep. thought his he and, thought his wrists were broken. Uh, so he's, yeah, he said he kept trying. Like, they looked like it looked like a cast, right? And then after the show, he says, "Well, everybody here is great except for one asshole." And and I guess Punk wasn't even paying attention because he was just yeah. there because he was ECW champion at the time and just at the show to be like, "Hey, can I have a match? I'm here in town. I'll fucking do a match." Oh, right he now. he said he wanted to do that match because it was the last time. Oh he yeah, got it was to it was the last Joey Mercury. There we go. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so he had the match with him and then Tony Atlas kept giving him shit. And then he said, you'll never get on TV being an asshole. <laughs> and CM Punk's like, this is a guy who fucking had women walk on his face and he was like sucking toes to like get off. Remember that like true life thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he uh, says, I am on TV, you asshole. And holds up the title. It was pretty um, awesome story. And then the Harley race story was good too. What was that? When Harley race, like he was doing a show with Harley. Harley got, they found ready. a check, right? What? Oh no, that's no, another story. No, so he's uh, he says uh, Harley was really drunk and he had to drive Harley back to the hotel. Harley threw up in his car and tell him not. He said, "Don't drive so fast. You don't want to alert the authorities." And then when they get to the hotel, he says, "I'm sorry, I threw up in your car." So this is a drunk wrestler story. And yeah, I guess him and his buddy were just laughing about well, it. Well, at least you didn't have night. a title belt in the back seat and just yeah. left it. Full circle, uh, full there, circle, yeah, right there. There was a no. I remember what I heard. The one of the thing, uh, the, the points out of that, uh, that CM Punk uh, Starcast thing was uh, he. One of the main takeaways was like his reaction to his reaction to the news that Beth, Be, um, oh, not Beth, uh, oh, that Becky, Becky Lynch and, and Seth Rollins the were entire engaged. show and took a vacation. And yeah, and then then did he get choked up when he saw that? He didn't get choked up, but he was like, like there was a silence. He right? was like, what? He's are you serious? They get to take time off. So the entire rest of the night was like, oh, I don't know. Why don't they ask for time off? So it, it, that just uh, like that kind of just struck a nerve on him. Probably. But then at the end, he kind of like they asked him, he said, how do you feel being the one to kind of start that snowball in motion? Like you really did take the steps to say WWE does need better. You know, care. Mike Johnson said this, right? His his curator is. Uh, yeah. With that Mike Johnson. Yes. Yeah, Mike Johnson of PW. OK. Um yeah, he said you're the one that did this to kind of lead this into now that they have, they have more freedom, they can go and take time off to get married. Credit to Mike Johnson of you know, you as know, steering to, that steering that right into that yeah, as opposed to before when he has to get married. And he said, "Fuck it, I'm going to go get married. I don't care." He received yeah. his pink slip in the mail. So, should we talk some wrestling? 
I mean, I feel like we've been doing that for the past Some hour. actual wrestling matches? Yeah, you know, it's a culture. You know, you want to bask yourself into the, well, not just glory, but the... Uh, the, the NXT! <laughs> the mythology of it all, even though it's real. What did you think of NXT this week? It happened. It's same. It wasn't as good as last week. It wasn't Ray Ripley calling anyone a bitch, but... Or... Uh, Keith Lee doing Spanish flies, but you know no. well, who else? How can you follow that? Uh, we kicked it off with Brizongo 2.0 versus Chase Parker and Matt Martell. Are these guys here to stay, Chase Parker and Matt Martell? Because they seem like an actual cohesive tag team. They had sim- similar trunks, so they must be cohesive. Yeah, we'll see them next week, and they'll have a very fruitful career. They'll get over, and uh, they'll headline takeovers, and uh, they'll. Uh, they'll be great. Uh, it's nice seeing Brizongo back together, but um, how have they really evolved? It's the exact same uh, <coughs> shtick they were doing before, but this time it's, you know, they have a different song with a siren attached. That's yeah, it just seems kind of just like one dimensional. Yeah. Like it, it's, it was just a comedy tag team match yeah. that was there to fill time because they can do that. And then we have Jordan Miles uh, arriving to the arena, walking up with uh, Keith I got to say, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, but, you know, Keith Lee, it kind of came across like Bailey earlier this week. He said, hey, man, you got nothing to worry about. He says, you just got here a couple months ago and you're already getting a title shot. You know, yeah. kinda, in my head, it, it was kind of like, you've only been here for two months and you're already getting a title shot. Yeah, because he won a tournament. I don't think Keith I Lee I know, should... but I think Keith Lee is holding on to that and I think he's going to go after Jordan Miles in the coming weeks. Keith Lee does, has no reason to be jealous of that. I feel like... He got a title shot. Yeah, he got a title shot after winning a, winning a tournament. When has Keith Lee been put in a tournament for a title shot? When has Keith yeah, Lee but then been Miles, given an opportunity? But then, but Miles earned that. I don't see an argument of saying... Any heel can find an argument for that. And I could see Keith Lee turning heel. That's not I, he. In the, he shouldn't. Lot, he really shouldn't be here. In the past, like month, he's been showing little bit by little bit, um, a little bit more heelish, a That's, little bit more heelish. That would be a poor direction. Um, hey man, that know. would just like like I said. Well, I said this in the private Slack that there are just some some certain performers where you can tell the fact the reason why they turned heel is because they ran out of ideas for that person. And I think turning Keith Lee would be that example of that. Well, like I said, and I, they could be, they could be doing so much more with this guy. And I, yeah, I, yeah, but he, they're not. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. So then again, not everybody's kind of headlined every week in NXT. Yeah. You know, you, there was no Matt Riddle on the show, bro. Bro. Uh, then we have uh, Io Shirai beating up Candice Lurie with a kendo stick. Yeah, it was in the middle of like a graphic. Yeah, I was like, like, whoa, 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 wait, they're huh? Like, they were like, uh, we're going to cut away. Oh, what's happening? Oh, Io Shirai, she has the power to stop our graphic mid-commercial break. Because apparently and they did. I, and then they did. Because they didn't even go to commercial break right after this. Yeah. They go to Cameron Grimes. <sighs> he has a new hat. <laughs> Dude, that hat makes him look like the most Indie fucking wrestler, if I've ever seen. I one. mean, look who you're dealing with, <laughs> you with Trevor Lee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he refers to himself in third person, and he has a top hat. So I guess he's um, from the Bayou. I think. Yeah, it's not it, this week. Just didn't exactly land for him. It reminded me of a local guy named the Cold One AC, except he didn't have the makeup on. Watch in a couple weeks, he's gonna have a ringmaster gimmick. He's going to have makeup, and it's going to be gimmick infringement. Um, then we have uh, Velveteen Dream versus Kona Reeves, um, the yeah. finest. Yeah, this Kona reminded Reeves. me that Kona Reeves is, still, still exists. Still exists. The people 
I mean, they they'll still book him. But whatever. This was again. This was just a. You know, it's it was funny. Boring match on paper. Oh, it was it was, it was botchy. Match. It was so botchy because because yeah. it's Conan Reeves, and I think Velveteen Dream was trying to give him a couple spots to actually do something, but he couldn't do anything. That's when he pushed him out of the corner. Yeah, I just like because yeah, he was giving a little bit of Conan Reeves. Just he, he was a little bit. He was a bit giving towards Conan Reeves because very giving in this they, match. You know, they wanted to. They wanted to yeah. test him, you know, give him a uh, test a little bit. Uh, he and I think Conan Reeves failed, unsurprisingly. So we have two super kicks followed by a Dream Valley driver to Kona and the pin and the win. After the match, though, we see Roderick Strong appearing on the NXT screen or the NX screen. Huh? Huh? Copyright. Um, and to issue a challenge to Dream for a match, like I said, for the debut show on USA Network. Mm. And he says, if you wanted me to get your attention, Dream, uh, do you think I've got it now? And he shows Dream's couch set ablaze. Like, oh, I mean, that's that's just a prop. Like, I, like it's not my couch. Dream's like, that was a. But then he was also very concerned. He was very concerned. Do you know how many times he's... What if, what, if, what if the models were also in that bed, too? <laughs> oh, ah! oh, God. You see your script. Roger's like, oh, wait. Fuck. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> hey, what's this velvet bag on the side of the uh, road? Man, burning people. That's, you know, that's B for B show. Burning. Uh, yeah. So Dream has a sans couch now. And yep. it seems like we're going to get the Undisputed uh, Prophecy fulfilled on um, NXT oh. on USA. Yep. Uh, I think, or on the WWE and, Network, and I think hour that's in. And I think this will probably. I think Ryan Satin like touched upon this, and I agree with him that Roderick Strong should win the um, the North American Absolutely. title belt. Absolutely, have and then make Velveteen Dream chase for the NXT belt. Yeah, against yeah. Adam Cole. Yeah, he do, he 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 won't necessarily go over. I mean, he'll be over. But where he, does Johnny Gargano fit into this then? <sighs> Shane Thorne. He's still got. He's okay. still got. He, no, I mean, he. Sure. They, they. They've been kind of planting the seeds on that, and um, <clears throat> I read the NXT spoilers. Yeah, too. we don't talk about spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, um, that's gonna get touched upon next week. The yeah. future of Johnny Gargano. Where is he going? <coughs> uh, it's like Mar- smoking too much. Yeah, Mario, quit smoking before we get. He on needs there. to smoke marijuana. He does smoke marijuana, or he takes edibles, or whatever vapes. No. I don't. He probably vapes, bro. No, he he like. His uh, his Canadian broadcast uh, alumni of TSN, they would call him Marowana. We, we come in That's what Conan would call him, actually. Conan? Conan, with oh. a K, not Conan O'Brien. Oh, he was blazing up with him, though, back, probably. Be like, it's, it's, it's good Boom. for my arthritis. Uh, then we have Tainara Conchi versus Bianca Belair. Uh, this match yeah, this was uh, it's pretty whack and has no energy at all. And I haven't used the word whack in a long time. You're really starting to show like the wear and tear. Well, not wear and tear, but then just uh, the stretch of just of the, the uh, of how thin the NXT roster is. Kind of the women's is. roster, or just the roster, especially the women's roster. Hey man, because anybody l- listen, like anybody of note, like they all they have all lost to Shayna Baszler, except Ray Ripley. Yeah, bitch, bitch. Yeah. But it's the NXT women's roster. I've seen better. Today. They're having like a non-title match next week, aren't they? Yep. That's Okay. Um, so this, uh, like I said, it was a fall away slam to Conchi on the outside. Both women get in by nine. Uh, handspring moonsault to Conchi. KOD. Belair gets the pin and the win. And then after this, uh, William Regal announces a number one contendership match. Uh, Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai um, for the NXT Women's Championship. They have all lost to Shayna Baszler. <laughs> yes, they have. I don't know why Ray Ripley's not in that match, but hey. 
There you go. And then after this, we have our main event of the evening. Jordan Miles versus Adam Cole. Bay, Bay. So what did you think of this match? I mean, it was a I good was, match. Oh, oh, to be honest, I was a little disappointed by really? it. Really? Yeah. I feel like they should have given Jordan Miles a little bit more. I felt that I felt that there should have been more um, hope spots. It felt a little bit too like Adam Cole dominant. Like yeah, it Miles, did. It did. Miles had like Miles had a bit going on. He has a re- he has a fucking great hang time coming off the top rope. He's that got looks an arsenal awesome. of weapons or of moves yeah. too. You know. And I just felt like this was the type of match that could have needed. You know, like he didn't necessarily have to win, but the, he had to have. You know, have. yeah, absolutely. Um, at least look good. He looks somewhat good, but he should have gotten more offense in on this match. Yeah, it's kind of, and it also kind of felt like Adam Cole was a little holding off, holding back a little bit because this was in relatively near uh, vicinity of the tapings. Uh, I mean, of the takeover, also. Yeah, um, the match it was kind of so. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. Match starts off with a pretty long headlock. Cole dominates Miles uh, by smashing his head into the ring post. Then uh, towards the end of the match, we have a high flying splash to Cole, followed by a kick out. Cole gets two knees up for the Midnight Star. Uh, that's, um, I almost called him ACH. Jordan Miles' is finisher move. Uh, then we have two super kicks followed by a uh, last shot to Jordan Miles, the pin and the win. I mean, it's a good win for Cole. Like, it's supposed to assert his dominance. It's, it's Well, not, I mean, dominance is a bit of a stretch, but it's supposed to prop him up a little bit. Yeah, you know, and it's one step closer to making this... If he lost the title right there, that whole Roderick Strong thing, I'm like, well, you know, you won't be sitting there. Like, oh, the undisputed I, prophecy. I feel like uh, that's what I'm looking like, for. No, I'm looking yeah. forward to this undisputed prophecy being I think, fulfilled, and it's going to happen. I think they should have built this match a little bit up more rather than just a one week build. If they just um, built up the Jordan Miles match, I think this would have been a great, like, not October second, but maybe October 9th. Yeah. Um, just just so we can just have or like have like have us think like who maybe they might have a title swap and like he might actually do it if they're giving him a lot like they they really sh- that October second show they should really treat it as a takeover and they like they're not like, going full to, stop but yeah you know if they want to if they really want to stomp out at AEW I do think the the strong Velveteen Dream match will be on that level yeah but I mean, it'll be get? but yeah. it'll be on September sixteenth no October you'll probably 16th. get a mat. Riddle, Killian Dane match. You'll probably they should do. They should run it back with a Keith Lee turning Keith on Lee. ACH. No, they should really have. They should really run it back with Keith Lee and Dijak. Ugh, no, I, dude. Listen, if it's if it's the October second, like if this is October second, they full stop. They got to treat this like a takeover, right? Yeah, but I, I've seen we've seen Dijak. We just saw Dijak versus Lee like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, we just fucking saw. Yeah. We don't need. It's but like, then listen, October second isn't next week, dude. Like if you build this. It's, up, oh, sorry, it's two weeks away or three weeks or a no month. four weeks. <laughs> it's, it's a month a, away. I feel like that's plenty of time for them to like I just to really just whip out a really. It's my, fire ass card. It's my bias against hosses. I don't like hosses. I don't like hoss matches. That's really you have. That's that's quite that's quite a take, Corey. I should hey. Osprey. I don't like hosses. You are awesome. You are not a hoss. Os, yeah, I was gonna say Osprey is the furthest from a hoss, even though it's in his name. Ooh, Osprey. Yeah, Osprey. He just Anyways. goes. He goes. He just winds up three hundred five. Um, by the way, uh, on that New Japan show, um, I cannot watch him enter to his crappy fake music anymore. And you can still hear the other music in the background. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, Kevin Kelly he uh, he it was reported that he was uh, doing voiceovers for the Super J Cup. Fucking this finally, week. finally, the, the Royal Quest is already up. 
I'm sorry. It was filmed afterwards and it's already up. I want to watch Super Jacob. I just saw the Super Jacob jacket. I mean, are you going to watch all of the Super Jacob? Yes. That's quite that's quite the dedication, Corey. It's it, it looks like, a I good, feel like the I, first show definitely. I'll wa- I'll definitely watch Amazing Red versus Osprey and I'll definitely watch Show versus Will Osprey just to see we'll just to. try to find me and you, but also to see how it looked like from a from a taped perspective. Look at that guy yelling at El Fantasmo. Wrestling, wrestle, wrestle. The guy who was heckling Meltzer, like, what the fuck are you going to gain from that? Meltzer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that about does it for us, right? Yeah, B show. B stands for, bitch, this is long. Well, it's only going to get, like I said, it's only going to get longer, Corey. Well, we did talk about 20 different news items today. And I would imagine like 40 news articles and items going forward. Coming October, October 2nd is, I feel like that's just Judgment Day. It, wrestling it, Judgment Day. It's the wrestling apocalypse. <laughs> yes. Buen, buen Fortuna. Anyways, um, let's get out of here, Michael. I need to eat dinner before the sun goes down. Guys. Why? Are you? Are you it's called uh, intermittent fasting. I was going to say, like, are you a gremlin or something? Guys, for City Wrestling Radio, uh, I'm Corey Smith. And I'm Michael Vergara. And um, I'll see you next week on the Raw Review with Jose Oseguera on Tuesday. Oh, also, uh, Chad Gable's winning the King of the Ring. <sighs> have a wonderful day and uh, have a great weekend. Hashtag bracket breaker. You mad, Corey? See you guys later. Yeah, yeah, I'm really fucking up. Yeah. Don't even turn off the